if Ocean Gate was anything like Ed Harris in the Abyss, okay, they would have crushed it. Oh wait, my bad. Oh. Anyway, bad. speaking of crushing it, uh, the Nintendo Direct was this week. We'll never know the depths that Nintendo went to to put this presentation together. (laughs) (laughs) So that one's free. You guys keep that one. Anyway. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 117 of Press Any King. This special remote edition uh, because somebody got shingles. Um, I'm your host, Pat Navarano. With me, as always, are my hosts... Nick McFly and Mike Burke. Howdy. You can find all our social media below at pressanykey.tv. You could also join the conversation in our Discord, which is also linked below. So, uh, yeah, here we are, everyone. Should I open up the Discord uh, game night poker night? We have one of those. Play while they're going. Would that be a problem for this episode? (laughs) I would not do that. I would. I would. (laughs) <laughs> All right. That'd be the same thing as what's that kid that's you know the video with the kids skating over the trains that you were sticking in some of our videos. What? Help! Help! I'm a kid skating. You don't remember that? What? No. What are you saying? Well, I'm very. You were trying that. It was a TikTok trend. You were like, "Oh, put the clip over this." Oh, oh, the subway surfer. Oh, subway, subway surfer. surfer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This will this will be that. It just be me playing poker while you guys do the episode. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So oh, and we're we're on we're on episode one eighteen. What? Yeah, Flash was one seventeen. Oh, it's one eighteen. That was an alternate. You just yeah. you just wanted to not remember the Flash. Yeah, is like what really? Yeah. Happened. Well, I think I had a massive like aneurysm, and that's why I <laughs> forgot about the Flash. The Flash did that to me. You know, timelines and whatnot. So, um, speaking of trash superhero movies, you guys, there was a trailer that came out this week, which, like, it's one of those things where it came out, and I was like, I can't believe these are still coming. Like, uh, so there was a Craven trailer that was released, and uh, I'm assuming you guys watched it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I have the synopsis here. Right now, it's just a Russian immigrant, Sergei Kravenov. How subtle is on a mission to prove he is the most excellent hunter in the world. Um, man, it is, uh, it's something else. So Nick, you saw this trailer first and you sent it to everybody. What are your initial thoughts when you watched it? I mean, I like Aaron Taylor Johnson, so I want him to do well, but it's just like, this seems like it's just, there's, this is, it's set up for failure. There's no way this is going to be good. It's part of the fucking Morbius verse. I, I have an alternate <laughs> theory to offer you, but I'd like to hear what Mike has to say first. Okay. Dude, I don't know. It's like, it's a Marvel movie, so it has potential to do okay. It's not an MCU movie. I know. It's, it's, a, it's a Marvel movie, so it has potential to do okay, but it also just looks like a really cheap, bad, like, action movie. that's right nick we know how i mean burke we know how sony likes to do yeah um, but it just looks like a bad action movie it doesn't look like it's anything so, that's gonna make it fun well the one thing i am impressed with with this trailer is the amount of gratuitous violence i see on display which i think is a really good step in the right direction except for especially a craven the hunter movie i don't know the pro the the production budget on this i have to imagine it's high because it's a superhero movie but that being said if this turns out to be some sort of like R-rated action film that's actually like competently put together, it, it stands a chance. Like, look at those extraction movies. If this movie's nearly as good as those extraction movies, it'll be a hit. 
Are those the Chris Hemsworth ones? Yeah, the new one just came out, and apparently it's even better than the first one. What do, do they count as a hit? Because I haven't heard a single. I don't know anybody yeah. who's ever seen any of those movies. It's one just of those because... things where it exists in the streaming bubble. You know, it came out. That's, I, I don't it came out for how a week. It, works. it came out for a week. It's the biggest numbers they've ever had again, and then uh, the the critics According liked it again. You know. So Dude, it's just like it's just the lottery where it's like we've had a record number of people buy tickets and we're at one billion dollars. It's like, yeah, 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 that Money just goes up. Um, so I think. Uh, all right. So this is coming out October 6, 2023. So this uh, this will be something we cover on the show. Um, it does have that air of like Sony trash, like the Morbius Venom movies. And you're right. Aaron Aaron Ta- Taylor Johnson does look good. I do have some trivia, though. Oh, he looks good. Okay, so oh. this is set in Sony's Spider-Man universe, which also goes by the acronym, which is this is this pushed me over the edge today when I read this. The SSU. The same universe in which Venom, Venom Let There Be Carnage, Morbius, Silver Sable, The Black Cat, Nightwatch, Jackpot, Silk, and Madam Web are set, which are all movies that are set to come out. I don't know if they'll oh. ever get made, but uh they're on the schedule. Hey, I mean, Sony, they just keep plugging along. So They don't let anything... That's the one thing I'll say about Sony is they don't let anything stop them. Yeah. There were many People attempts... come out, damn it. There were many attempts to bring Craven to the big screen, all of which ultimately fell through. Sam Raimi wanted uh, him to appear in Spider-Man before, before it was canceled. And Craven's uh, spear appeared in The Amazing Spider-Man 2 as a tease for his planned appearance in the Sinister Six film that was also canceled. See, there's precedent for this. As for the MCU, Ryan Coogler wanted to include him in Black Panther, taking inspiration from Christopher Priest's Black Panther comic, but he couldn't secure the rights, which is so weird. John Watts wanted Craven to be the backup villain for Spider-Man No Way Home in case the multiverse story didn't pan out. So Craven, listen, Craven's the comic that got bumped, you know what I mean? Like... every time every time you know so this is finally his time and like i said i was happy that like with venom they they dangled r rating in our face and then it was a pg-13 and everyone's like well we'll go see it anyway and they pushed it as far as pg-13 can go same thing with venom 2 this one i feel like it's a good one to go for an r rating because this is an inherently violent character like extremely violent if we already saw a dude get like a bear trap around his head i think we're gonna get an r rating yeah yeah. you got a bear trap to the dick so then we have what um this will be sony's first r-rated movie as well as the first r-rated movie produced by any studio uh any r-rated marvel r-rated marvel (laughs) film excuse me movie produced by any studio since deadpool 2 before aaron taylor johnson was cast as craven the hunter listen to these names Brad Pitt, Keanu Reeves. Is he just like up for everything? Wow. Uh, John David Washington and Adam Driver were all in the running for the role. And the f- this is the fourth film in the SSU. So it's Venom, Venom 2, Morbius, and this, which is like... What a terrible name. I know, it's so bad. Like, Is the S... It's Sony Sinister Universe? Is Sony that the- Spider-Man Universe. Nick, yours is better. I like that. The Sinister Sony universe. (laughs) More like the cynical Sony universe. We're we're just here for... They're literally just riding on the coattails of Marvel at this point. couple things I'm looking forward to with this. Number one, not a multiverse movie. Uh, 
Not saying um, no, it's not. Not not saying I not saying I need a break or anything. However, I think though that story would be handled uh by better people. And Pat, this isn't Pat, on it. I hate to break it to you. At the end of the trailer, there's a little line that's like, they want to know why they call me the rhino. <laughs> yeah. It's a crossover, maybe not a multiverse, but we already have precedent from... Yeah, yeah. it says it exists in that world. I'm expecting to yeah. see some sort of crossover elements. You're going to get but some a, Michael But Keaton. I don't want any multiverse <laughs> bullshit. Like, how, the, how the fuck did I get I'm here waiting, now? I'm waiting yeah. for the, the end of the, like the, the post-gate, like the, the post-credit scenes to be like, like this must have something to do with Spider-Man. It'd be like, oh, is it gonna is he gonna show up in this one? No. You know, the nope. worst thing that can happen is they can actually make it's Morbin time happen. Like yeah, there's that a solid thus chance they the do meme that. would die. Yes. Oh, the meme. Yeah. So then I don't uh, know. I like it. Just did, looks like shit. Like it you, looks like it should have came out back when like the X Men movies came out like 15 bro, years I ago. Bro, I keep saying this about these movies, these Venom movies, and they make money. Morbius uh, excuse me, money. SSU movies. Oh, sorry, sorry, the SSU. So, I don't know. I don't think Craven has the type of type of draw that Venom does, but he certainly has more draw than fucking Morbius. It's got uh, fat Russell Crowe. Dude, Pro, so. I swear to God, Jared Leto had something on a producer at Sony, and they they gave him a Morbius movie to keep him quiet. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's the thing is, I think everybody likes Aaron Taylor Johnson. But I don't think he's he's uh, at a level yet where people go just to see him. No. Whereas Jared Leto is. There are people who will go and see a movie for Jared. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Jared Leto, the guy from 30 Seconds to Mars. I'll see that. So this is more interesting to me that they're they're just like, take this actor who is a star, but he doesn't have like star power to put asses in seats yet and stick him in this character who the general population doesn't really know spider-man fans know craven i don't think you know like if you ask random people on the street they don't know who the fuck that is no yeah i mean it's the general audience that fuels all these movies ultimately what's gonna let this live and die at the box office is is it a good movie and uh i just don't see that happening i can see the angle where hey it might have a shit story but the action's really well done so like it's a good action movie but I just don't I, I don't. I don't know. I just don't see it you coming see together on the plot. Andrew Garfield's uh, cameo. Possibly? No, I don't. I don't no. see, you don't that see at it all. happening. No, I. I don't even like. I don't know. Nope. I don't even think from the trailer that the action looked that great. I mean, I know it's still early on, and I think the effects just looked kind of shitty. I know the VX, VFX will get like you know smoothed out, but I was like, if you're, we're coming off of like John Wick, and like we're like you're just continually setting and hiring the bar for what a gunfighting action movie is. And then we get garbage like Fast and Furious, which is just like absolute, you know, simple trash. But if you're doing a thing where it's like, this dude's a hunter, he's really cool. He can do stuff. He talks with the animals or he communes with them to make these fights. Like you better do some cool animalistic shit instead of guys, just like, you know. Do you guys pulls, see that lion? Pulls a heart out of an animal and eats it. See that yeah, lion? His, his, his dad abandoned his ass after that lion came for his neck. He's like, you know what? Fuck this pussy. Yeah. We're out of here. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. like, he's weak like his depressed mother. <laughs> I know. Like, I know. It's like, goddamn. It's like, it's also, it's like, it, it, it also has that weird, like, that comes off. Like, do you remember in Morbius when it was like, when they were like, oh, what's your name? He says his name. He's like, well, I'm just going to call you Toby from now on or whatever yep. his fucking name. That's what it sounded. I was like, oh, they're back. Okay, good. I'm glad these guys are still 
employed. So, um, do you guys remember that uh, Idris Elba movie that came out like last year Beast. or early this yes. year? Yes. This feels like the same, like the same level of action and the same level of who gives a fuck. Have you seen Beast? No. Beast is a solid creature feature. Nothing incredible. It does. There's exactly. no big. That's what I mean. It's what it is. This though, I I have a feeling is going to be a little bit more than that. I feel like there's going to be there. Listen, there's potential here to have like some cool hunting scenes, not just like action with guys with guns. I mean, like some cool hunts, like maybe out thinks a fucking water buffalo or something. I don't know. You, you figure it out. But like that's the movie I want to go and pay see. <laughs> I want to see a guy out smart a water buffalo. <laughs> or, I, I don't know. Like I've got a craven predator crossover. I mean, the predator wins, but yeah, I'm down. <laughs> yeah, but it'd be, it'd be like prey. So what's what's like? Can you do you do you know like a good amount of background on him? Like how like all I know is I don't know really anything about so, Craven, but like I just know that he gets lion blood in him or some shit. I don't. Uh, I yeah, you know, there's different he interpretations gets bit by a radioactive Listen, lion. There's, they had, they there's, had all the spiders coming down. Yeah, there's different um, interpretations of the character throughout the years. Obviously, like any good comic book character who keeps being you know, resuscitated and milked out for money. Um, it's like and grimace. Quite honestly, <laughs> the the whole thing is just that, like, um, it's sometimes it's more spiritual, sometimes it's more scientific. I, I know in the cartoon that I watched when I was a kid, Spider-Man the Animated Series, he could change, like, he, he almost had, like, a super soldier-like form where he turned into the buff Craven, and if not, he was like, oh, I'm I'm a vet. You know what I mean? Like, he could he could pretty much Hulk in and out of himself. Um, Buff Craven is a great name. (laughs) So the whole thing, and I mean like Craven's also going to be in Spider-Man two that comes out this fall for PlayStation five. And he's one of the big, he's being billed as one of the big bads alongside Venom. Uh, So maybe they're just pushing this character overall. You know what I mean? They want that, that game, the movie to come out right when the game hits, he's a big villain in the game. Whole thing is like, I'm hunting Spider-Man, you know, that's what I'm here for. Um, just to go back to like how his like his abilities and stuff, I have a, I have his Wikipedia, the ultimate source of knowledge, uh, and it, this says that like normally he ingests ingests potion made from jungle herbs to grant him superhuman physical abilities, which I like better than a drop of lion's blood gets in his mouth. <laughs> I mean, I, maybe it could be. I maybe don't know. that line re- was on bath salts, Nick. You ever think of that? <laughs> I didn't think of that. You no. know, I'm just saying, like, if you got lion bath salts blood in your mouth, you'd be fucking tweaking too, all right? So <laughs> this, is, this is like Charlie Sheen tiger blood shit all over again. It yeah. really is. It really is. Well, oh, I- imagine if they got fucking Joe Exotic as Craven. <laughs> <laughs> I need to make I need a photo. Yes, that I right have now. kinky sex, and no, I will not wear a suit. Like that's I will <laughs> never financially recover. I called twice, not a again. fuck you. Hello, what do you need? Ah, <laughs> uh, rest in peace, Joe Exotic. Rest in peace. So, um. And listen, Sony's still building towards that Sinister Six movie. You know, we got Vulture, we got Venom. This is Craven. This is the fourth piece. We got st- we still got two more movies to fall in play. I I can't wait to you see how they do three. this. Wait, who's the fourth? We have Vulture, Venom, Morbius, and then Craven. Oh, Craven's the fourth. So and they mentioned Rhino at the end of. Okay, the so there you go. So there's there's five, and then if six, 
who who would six be? The lizard? Uh, would it be Doctor Octopus? The Green Goblin? I don't know. How would probably be how would the they make Grimace. standalone anti hero features for these characters too? You know? They might not. I'd say if they took all those people for No Way Home, they're not going to reuse any of them. That's actually probably a solid idea. Like, just leave that we'll alone. Get, like, yeah. yeah, we we might get like we might get a Mysterio. Um, yeah, I think a Mysterio comeback. that actually like it's just one of those things where it's like it's just like it's it's it speaks to how strong of a of a world and like IP Spider Man is that there's all these character like villains that we can reference and that are all solid villains, but they just don't work without Spider-Man, I don't think. And honestly, we've we've accepted this idea of multiple franchises and multiple different iterations of characters. Just just fucking have your own Spider-Man at this point. Just fucking do it already. Like or just reboot Andrew Garfield. People would be about it. People would I be agree it. with that as well. Yeah, if they were like, we're just continuing the Andrew Garfield Spider-Verse and yeah. he's just going to go fight all these random people in one-offs. Yeah, that would be. I would be fine with that too. Or have him be the Spider-Man for the Sinister Six movie. I don't know. Figure it out. So uh, with that though, we're probably going to watch... We, are, we will watch this. Hopefully we won't get COVID though. So, <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of COVID, uh, inflation. Inflation. Everybody here knows what inflation is, right? Do I have to spell it out for anybody? So yeah, yeah I, I don't know. When you like going. blow blow up a pool floating. Ah, uh, that's right. That's right. I blew up some balloons today. Oh yeah, those mylar balloons. It took the breath out of me. <laughs> took the how's wind that, right that, out of my sails. Yeah, how's uh, that gym training going, Nick? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm lucky I've been training. Otherwise, I might not have survived. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. My point with bringing up inflation is because apparently that's affecting the price of video game consoles, which is something that I have never seen before in my life. As a matter of fact, I thought video game consoles just get cheaper over time, and apparently that is not but the they're, case. They're immune to inflation. Like, that's that, like, con congressional law. You don't that's remember why we when they shitty, signed that? Yeah, that's why we have shitty health care is because that... uh. All the money's going go, to Xbox. They don't. They're subsidizing the Xbox. <laughs> oh, okay. This is a bit. For a second, I was like, "Did I miss the Microsoft immune to inflation bill?" Like, yeah, inflation you, immunity. You sure did so anyway. Um, The Verge, which is a great source for tech news, if you want to build a PC, um, is saying that they're is saying that Xbox is actually doing a price increase. Now, this comes at an interesting time when. Uh, on the daily, we're seeing Xbox and PlayStation battle it out with regulators over the purchase of the largest video game publisher in the industry, Activision Blizzard. So, number one, we see that Xbox Game Pass Ultimate is going to get a price increase. Moving oh from the boy. base subscription is moving up from t uh, moving up to ten ninety nine from nine ninety nine, so it's a dollar, you know. And then um, I'm subscribing. And then uh, the ultimate package is moving up from. Fourteen ninety nine to sixteen ninety nine. Sons of bitches got us on two dollars. Then, what's the what's the difference between the standard and the ultimate? Ultimate is Xbox Live Gold, and it's for both your console and your PC. So you're able to play games online, cloud saves in between any of your Xbox devices, or like your your phone Xbox app if you want to play games on there with like a controller on your phone, like all that shit. Um, 
X and then the base is just for the PC. So right. then Xbox Series X console pricing will is is really here to match what Sony did last year. So Xbox Series X is moving uh to 479.99 pounds in the UK and then 450 across all the European markets. Canadian dollars, dude, can I don't understand Canadian money. 649.99 is what this console is going to sell for. Loonies. That's that's more than Loonies. the PS3. Yeah, it's like 30% more or something. And then Australia is all the way up to 799 Australian dollars. That is fucking insane. Now, apparently games are like 120 over there. Like, I don't know how Australian money works. Is it worth that well, little? It's, <laughs> no, it's just because they have to import everything, and that's just a bunch of criminals. So. Uh, okay, yeah, it makes sense. So then uh, the Series X, Series, Series S pricing will not be adjusted in any markets remaining at $299.99. Now that I find to be very interesting because man, developers are having a rough time with that piece of hardware, you know, getting games to run smoothly on it. And number two, they just can't move them, man. They just can't get them off the shelves. So maybe this is a way to push people away from buying the Series X, you know, inflation, obviously in some of the parts of the world, but I mean like, Maybe push people away from the Series X and try to get them by the Series S, you know? I mean, like, this also comes in, you know, the same time where they're saying we're not going to get a new Xbox or a PlayStation console for five years. I mean, that doesn't surprise me, though. That's the exact no. console life cycle. You know what I mean? No, I get it. But and there's none of these half-breeds like... coming out halfway through the year. I mean, halfway through the cycle. Like, there's no PS5 Pro coming. There's no yeah. Series X Pro or, like, you know, like... This is it. So, but it's just like fuck you. Here's another five years, and it costs more money. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the other thing too is like you know you got to think about, dude. They said in a meeting this week, Elder Scrolls Six is at least another five years five away. Years. <laughs> when they said that, I was like, of course it is. They're um, gonna. Yeah. I don't need a console for another five like, years. They're gonna close out Series X with the Elder Scrolls Six. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's what you're gonna fucking play that game on. And like, it's one of those things where it's just like, um, 2017, they announced that, right? Yes. And a reason they, they announced it was to shift the focus from the shit show that was about to be fallout 76. <laughs> so it doesn't surprise me. Um, if you're an existing game pass subscriber, these monthly prices won't affect you until August 13th or September 13th in Germany. So, you know, shout out to the Germans. Now, Xbox Game Pass members will see new prices immediately on July 6th. If you're subscribed to Xbox Game Pass through a yearly code, the new pricing won't affect until you go in to renew your subscription for the year. All right, so do it yearly, everybody. You got until September yep. or August. Get on it. <laughs> Get on it, everyone. Uh, and like I said, this comes off of Jim Ryan raising the prices of the PS5 and other markets, only by 50 bucks across the board, though. Um. Nothing like this where it's staggered in different countries depending on what their sales are. So this is like I just two think... gas stations across the street from one another <laughs> who are just raising it every day by a penny. I yeah, no no no. I agree. It, you know what? It's just funny how this it can it comes out now in the middle of this big like lawsuit like legacy thing. You know what I mean? Like if if this deal goes through, it'll be absolutely monumental. So they'll want to capitalize on it because they're going to have a whole brand new player base coming over them. There's going to be, if they put World of Warcraft 
on a mm-hmm. Game Pass subscription. Ooh. Do you know how many people will just like when they bought Bethesda? Bethesda had their own game launcher, right? They shut that shit down and let you transfer all of your games to Steam. Um, you could also transfer them to Game Pass too if you wanted to. I mean, to the Xbox app. When they buy Activision, I can see a future where they shut down Battle.net and they bring all of those games, you know, Warzone, um, Diablo, Overwatch 2, all of, StarCraft 2, all of the big fucking games that they have on Battle.net over to Xbox Game Pass. Lock up behind a, all of that content behind a Game Pass subscription. The people will go fucking bananas. Oh, yeah. They would go fucking actually bana- or even you could link your Game Pass subscription to Battle.net and then there you go. You know what I mean? Like you don't even have to move everything over if you prefer the Battle.net and you don't you know what I mean? Like either way. That would be an absolutely monumental game change. You know what I mean? This is the only way Microsoft can stay like relevant against like PlayStation exclusive titles is by buying up the entire rest of the market. Like, so it seems, but the whole thing is that like, so even if this deal doesn't go through, what's the plan B? They're just going to go back to getting third party exclusives. They're just going to buy the publishing rights to, to a third party title. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where yeah. that's what PlayStation did with final fantasy, which is something that we're talking about later. And people were pissed off about because that game's not going at, I mean, it's coming to PC later on, but it's never going to Xbox. Like, that was something that they aired out in the lawsuit this week that Sony's going around and it's like, hey, we don't want to acquire your studio, but we want to acquire the publishing rights to your game and we'll fund your game and then we'll put it out on our platform and only our platform and here's our schematics and so you can optimize for our platform only. You know what I mean? Right. And I think that's what Xbox would have to go back to because their strategy of buying up a bunch of fucking studios, putting the games on Game Pass, and then hoping that their next game is good and it's really just kind of mediocre. Because there's no stakes, you know what I mean? No, there's no stakes. You're you're and they just you're end up an like internal shutting them down. Yeah, exactly. You know, at least at EA, they're like, "Hey, get it together, or we're shutting this shit down." You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> whereas with Microsoft, it's like apparently there is. I mean, I, I hope Arcane and Beth- Bethesda get it together. I mean, Starfield is really their last. Uh, you know what I mean? It's 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 it that that will make or break Xbox at this point. I'm convinced. But mm-hmm. either way, you, um, you really think so? Oh, yeah, dude. At the state that I, Xbox has, this is the cycle of Xbox. They always have like this amazing lineup, day and date on Game Pass, and then the games come out. But Redfall was something else, man. That was not just a bad game. That was an inexcusable game from a studio <laughs> that that makes absolute masterpieces and they put out a game that didn't even meet the bare minimum requirements to be a video game. But no, that, that that came out, you were saying like, Oh, this is on, on, on like they bombed on purpose. I, that was my tinfoil hat. Yeah. It was my theory. Do it was you like still hold that theory or do you think it's like, they just fucking dropped the ball. Uh, a part of me is, I don't know yet because here's where I'm at. I think Star Starfield holds some potential, but the more and more that Todd Howard talks about it, the less I get excited about it. So it's one of those things where it's 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 just like Bethesda has their last couple games have been like broken and disappointing. You know what I mean? Yeah, we we so know like, what to expect. We are Bethesda primed game. for disappointment with a Bethesda game on the horizon. 
And the thing is that if it's a bad Bethesda game, like Bethesda doesn't break their streak, and then Microsoft also doesn't break their streak, like what what would be the? It's one of those things. Now the question is called in: What's the incentive for Game Pass if you get these games day and day, and Bethesda just releases an unfinished, broken mess? You know what I mean? I just think that so many people are bought into Xbox as their preferred game system. That I don't think anybody's gonna really migrate or at least that large of a population of the gaming community is going to migrate somewhere else they're just going to be pissed off that microsoft is well striking out again the number one pattern right now for gamers who started off on the original xbox was most people had original xbox and ps2 and it went original xbox 360 and then after the 360 the the most people went to ps4 the Xbox One didn't offer that big of a difference, and the PS4 had better specs and better games coming out, and significantly better exclusives. Then, yeah. I mean, the PS5 is also destroying the console sales right now. Like, it's it's not even close in some places. So, like I said, PS5's got their hardware and their exclusives, and they see it. And like Xbox is that was another thing they said is that they've lost the the hardware wars. They're they're in last place everywhere. No, do you think that's honest, or do you think that that's them just? I mean, you can see that their lawsuit. I mean, I think they're playing it up to pander to their lawsuit, but they are third place everywhere. You know what I mean? But they have been third place as well. You know, but it, that's the thing is that like they're still trying to chase the high of the Xbox 360, and they can't because the rest of their competitors offer a similar or better experience at a competitive price point. You well, know? That's, yeah, that's that's exactly what I was gonna say. Where there's really no incentive to be an Xbox console customer at this point. You know, if everything virtually is going with, like, going to be on a PC, Xbox and, you know, consoles are getting more expensive, and you can have a very good, comparable, if not better PC for, you know, not too much more money. And that does everything else that you need it to do. That does everything else that you need it to do. Technology is only going to continue to become more accessible and stronger. Like it's not like if you think 15 years ago, people who built their own PCs, it was significantly more like, wow, you really know how this works. Yeah. Now, now it's like a, le- now, a Lego set. Like, yeah. yeah and yeah. the, and the now pool gets bigger forward, but and even then continue. But so it's going to literally just be coming down to the content and bu- PlayStation knocks it out of the park i believe there's like 30 or 35 30 to 35 million pc gamers on the planet right um but the console market's like the ps5 has already sold over a hundred million units so the consoles consoles still do like still do the bulk of the business but yes it is going that way yeah i I totally agree as a casual gamer definitely casual compared to you pat I like to have a console right now. I got the PS4 and I like to have a console at home because I use it like pretty much as my entertainment center. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have like a fire stick or a Roku or anything like that. I I have my PlayStation. I rarely play games on it and I just primarily use it to stream Netflix and, you know, like HBO go or max. Um, Like I've terms. Do you see that as a, yeah. Right. Do you see those, do you think that's a big part of the market is people Absolutely. who just want to use it like that? Absolutely. Because but I think Go ahead, Pat. I was just going to say that Xbox the Xbox One was originally supposed to be the lev- the the living room revolutionizer. You remember this, Mike? 
the HDMI mm-hmm. from your cable box went into the Xbox right into it. and then out into the TV. And then you can change your channel or you could play a video game and watch TV at the same time. So I do think that is a big part of the experience. However, they found out everybody hates the connect and having to like use like your, yeah, your voice commands to change things. So they ended up doing away with that, but they ended up still keeping the streaming apps. You know what I mean? So I do think that is a big component of it for sure. Nick, I think to your question answered it almost in itself. You have a PS4. You're not going to buy a PS5 to do that. Right. If you're going to do that at that point, you're going to, I'm sure the next TV that you buy, it's going to be a smart TV. It's going to have that integrated. And if you really want a separate peripheral, you're going to get an Apple TV. You're going to get an Apple TV. Like, like, like a lot of these are legacy uses for it. That's true. But also the reason I would maybe get a PS5 is because I do like the PS5 exclusives, which comes back to the beginning. It's like, those are titles I can't get anywhere else. Exactly. And that goes back to, again, what is Xbox doing that is actually going to make itself competitive and not just completely pivot to eventually either PC or continue with like Microsoft gaming hardware or software. I agree with all this. I mean, mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes, though. You know, Xbox is all about the ecosystem. And you got to remember, the other thing is that Microsoft is one of the largest companies on the planet. It can subsidize its video game Xbox losses because it literally invented the computers that we use every day. It prints money. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's 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 one of those things where you know it. Listen, that company's got military co- contracts. Okay, it's it can subsidize its consumer electronics department for as long as it needs to to yeah. create that's why i don't see it dying like you you were saying earlier it's like i, I don't i don't see I don't it, see going it di- away. i don't see it like dying and but i see it remaining in third place and it never growing to its true it's potential it's in a coma for the yeah. foreseeable future you i know see what it, what you know what i mean like because every time they fuck something up it just takes longer to rebuild back up the hype so what would have been really interesting is if they had waited to release the google phone or i'm sorry the um the windows <laughs> phones if they had waited like I don't know, maybe 10 years where there's so much more mobile gaming and capability of mobile gaming now with the amount of people playing Fortnite and PUBG and all of those kind of like games on their phone. I wonder if that phone wouldn't have died. Yeah, I well, I mean, the OS still sucked, but I wonder. You know what I mean, right? Like, yeah, if if you made a a powerful phone. Imagine having a phone that you can, I mean, I guess you can kind of do this anyway with any phone, but like you can link your phone to your console. Or to your PC through the Xbox, you know, you know what I mean. Just interconnectivity, like something where like it, it, there's an incentive for nerds to be like, "Hey, look at this clip that I got," you know what I mean? Or like I could text this to yeah. somebody, you know, something like that, you know. So mm-hmm. either way, I though, I, I I don't know where this falls into the conversation, but I do. You, Pat, you and I were talking about this uh, recently, and for me, the hang up with getting um, Xbox Game Pass on my PC is because I still want to have ownership over my games. Oh, yeah. One, like the game that we're talking about, right, uh, is City Skylines 2. I'm really looking forward to it, and I could get it on Game Pass. I could get Game Pass and play it on there, and it would be cost-effective. But there's something to I want to own it. I want it to just live on my computer. I don't want to, if I eventually want to get rid of Game Pass, I don't want it to be on there. So as much as we're talking about, like, oh, the ecosystem, they are, they're leading the way on an ecosystem – 
I just don't want to be a part of it. I just want to own my games. Yeah, no, I don't. I mean, you can do that. You can just buy an Xbox and then buy all your games too. You know what yeah. I mean? If you want to do that, but um, it's one but of if those. They're, if, if they're leading the way with the ecosystem and their console sales are in the garbage. Yeah, there's an incentive there for out. sure. Well, all right. Uh, yeah, it's because um, subsidization by their military contracts. That's yeah. how that works out. But um, either way, I, I definitely, um, I definitely see your point there. And there is something to be said about, I mean, there's this whole thing going around now where like, um, if you buy f like physical editions of games, they don't have, they don't even have a disc anymore. They have a download card inside. Like I just got that Spider-Man collector's edition. There, mm -hmm. there ain't no disc in that game. It comes with the download card and the statue of Venom choking out the two Spider-Man. And then <laughs> like, that like, I've got such a problem with. Yeah. yeah and like, like, cause here's the thing. Every disc at least comes with a 1.0 version of the game on your machine so if you can't if you if you can't connect to the internet or like you want to go back and play something you know what i mean like i there is a larger conversation i feel like to be had about digital um consumption of video games you know obviously like obviously with steam you know it's a pc so you're not really like you've always had to install games on pcs you know what i mean it wasn't just put a disc in and it, it reads it but it's also the server connectivity too now because everything's like got to be online. So there's some games you just can't even play online anymore, or I or like they they won't even boot up because it can't ping to the server. You know? It, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a big like Nick. That's a really good point with yours. Is you know they had this whole conversation with music when like CDs yeah. and digital were there. It's significantly easier to download a three or four megabyte file, which is a song versus download crack run and like you know have a have a game actually play right but i think it's like nin it nintendo's horrible with this they do this all the time they'll just clear entire generations of their games like they shut down the 3ds shop i think like a month or two ago or something like that and those games you unless you have the physical copy you literally cannot play you need the, so, the phone with Flappy Bird on it. <laughs> dude, it's seriously that. And it's like, it makes it more difficult. Like, it, it, I think realistically with video games, it increases the, like, level of piracy and acceptability of piracy. Because I'm all about, you know, they, I, music piracy is pretty null and void, I feel, at this point. It still happens, yeah. but you can generally get whatever you want to listen to. Like, if I have to pay $300 for, you know, the Chibi Robo video game, like, How to play you. it on GameCube. It's scary to me. <laughs> you can also like, just as mod a GameCube. society, we're, know, everything is moving to, subscri to subscriber model. Like, even functions on your fucking vehicle are subscriber-based now. It's like I that, that should I don't be outlawed. Like, that should be it outlawed. It should be outlawed. Should I don't like I don't like that everything everything in our society, anything that has anything to do, if it's got a computer in it, you don't own anything. You rent it. Well, yeah, fuck that, that. that too. Like they can the EULAs like end user license agreements for anything can always like you agree to it, you have to agree to it. And they're like, we can change this at any time. So yep. you could buy a car and you could have 50 things come with it. And then they're just like, one day it's like, just kidding. You yeah. only get 10 and you're screwed. Like, you want to use your backup cam? Sorry, 12 bucks. You want to use your brakes? Good luck. <laughs> it's like, it's like entering a contract with somebody. And then if you, uh, if you say something, you know, 
that may be truthful but hurtful about the other party, they like hold the right to change the terms of the contract. You know what I mean? Someone's Ray, like, I don't alter our agreement any further. Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like it, that's exactly what I'm saying. Is that like you you basically submit to having your rights taken away on these things? Anyway, okay. My point is just that um uh it, it's 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 weird that this is coming up now in the heat of all this Xbox and P PlayStation drama. So. Uh, speaking of PlayStation dramas, uh, there was a new exclusive drop for PlayStation 5 this week, you guys. And I exclusive played a little bit of it. Jibby Robo? It was Jibby Robo. <laughs> 16, it's here. Now, so Final go. Fantasy 16 came out this week. And uh, I, would off to, I would like to start off this review by saying, for anyone who's expecting someone to know quite a lot about the Final Fantasy series, not me. I'm not your guy. Um, however, I have played Kingdom Hearts 1. I did play the Final Fantasy remake. <laughs> One of the 50 Kingdom Hearts games. <laughs> and, and uh, well, I just downloaded the rest of them because I do want to play the rest of them. Yeah. And um, what's that other one I played? Oh, and this one, Final Fantasy 16, obviously. So um, just to get started, uh, for some people who may not be Final Fantasy fans, because I'm not one, I had to go out and I had to, you know, I had to learn about some of these things. Number one, these games are not a congruent story they are all different from every single game is different the world is different the lore is different everything is different mike you've played a bunch of final fantasy games right i played a good amount like i played, but i haven't played like any recent ones like i'm talking like playstation 1 and playstation 2 games did you play the original 7 i played the original 7 i and i played the old ones like i've played the ones that are like actual turn-based combat versus the, okay like action rpg so i did um I, I do have some com some comments about the combat system, but basically my background with this is like zip. But I do know that all of them are different. They're all a brand new story, taking different inspirations from whatever's going on in the time. I do know Final Fantasy fourteen was their first like open world MMORPG that was so shit when it came out. They shut it down and then they relaunched it like a year later, and now it's like one of the best online games that has lots of content always come out for it. That's right, Nick. That's that's what it looks like now. Nick, Nick's like the mushrooms are hitting. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, this game, they decided this is the first mainline Final Fantasy series, Final Fantasy game in seven years. And they have pivoted from turn-based combat to a full-on action RPG. Very much like Devil May Cry. So uh, I, was, I was I heard it compared to like God of War. Is, did you feel it similar or no? Uh, no, no, not at really? all. Yeah, yeah. I feel it. You know what? So here's how I felt about it. So I'm familiar with the 7 Remake and the Kingdom Hearts games. And now those games are like a mix of real-time combat and turn-based combat because number one, there's two different modes. You can go to classic mode, which means you can just, you know, do the real-time, the turn-based combat. But it's like you switch through the party members and then choose what abilities they use while they're still punching and hitting each other and doing damage. Then there's also this new hybrid where you control the hits in between. So you're getting that real time vibe, but then you can call out a spell from a party member or something. You know what I mean? They're, they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. Yeah. That's very much how kingdom hearts was. That, like, and that's exactly had, what they did for final fantasy seven like, remake. Yeah. yeah. You had the D pad basically to call out your spell slots of your teammates. Oh sure. yes, 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 yes. So this game, did away with that and went straight for an action game. So it really is, um, it really is like you have to learn a bunch of combos. You can switch in between 
um, different elemental powers. You have different swords you can pick up. Um, nice little costume changes here and there that make you look more and more badass. Um, so I, but just to start off, like I do like the combat system. I think the combat system's fun. It grew on me over time. It's fun to switch in between powers. Sometimes it gets a little repetitive here and there, but other than that, I think I just haven't played long enough to have the full combat set available to me. Um, but the stuff I have right now, I remember a couple hours ago when I was playing, I unlocked like the next level of combat. I was like, oh shit, this is some fun stuff in here. So um, I do like the combat. When, when you talk about like switching between people and it being like live time in that kind of way, how much do you find you're actually like switching between people? Oh, in this like one, there is none of that. There is none oh. of that. Like you, like there's still people fighting alongside you, but you never be them. You're always and you don't live. Get to, can you cue their attacks? Or no, none them? of that. So they're just it's so straight your up an action game. Them up. No, like, dude, they just run into combat with you, and then they do their own thing, and they fight. Do you get, to, like, do you get no. to customize their armor? Do you get to no? Make, like, none of that. Oh, okay. That's so what you're I'm saying. Just you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. This game is like to appeal to the masses, and the game director said that himself. He actually said the way that Final Fantasy will evolve is by getting us to a bigger audience, and I just don't think a large audience would be into our turn-based combat, which that's valid. Which is valid. However, I'll get to it later. I think particularly they did not go deep enough on some of these mechanics. So, uh, number one, the story, dude. I've heard people praising the story and saying they love it. I don't give a shit. I don't care at all. You like, never care about the story. Dude, God damn it, that is not true, okay? Okay, you, okay so 80% <laughs> of the time, you don't care about yeah, the story. Yeah, it's only the games that have bad stories that I don't care about the stories. Like, this That's game... Fair, I, like, yes, you love, like, God of War, Last of God Us. God of like, War, of Days those. Gone, Last of Us, Spider-Man, all of the Sony exclusives. I love them all, okay? I, I love the stories they tell, the characters they tell. This game is just not doing it for me. I tried watching a bunch of the cutscenes. And I ended up just skipping through them, and that made the game so much better because this game was going the rate of sixty percent cutscenes, forty percent gameplay. And I've That's heard Final Fantasy, game. and I've heard that from multiple people uh, that um, that differing degrees of liking it and not liking it. That this game is very cutscene heavy. And um, this is just like it's like a pretty like straightforward Final Fantasy like revenge game that's gonna end up yeah being, we have to save the world with shit right yeah like, that's exactly the way it seems to be going right now and it's just weird because it's like game of thrones in the sense that there's quite a lot of medieval politics that take place in europe despite the fact that these all look like japanese anime characters but and you're randomly gonna get a gun at some point no 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 <laughs> you're not gonna get a gun at some point but that would be funny but um but no it's it it, ta it takes direct in inspiration from game of thrones that's what they want to do and it's really funny because I've heard some reviewers even say it definitely takes inspiration from Game of Thrones about how shit the ending is. Uh, oh no! <laughs> yeah, so I've never, I haven't gotten there. However, like I'll put it like I, I say it on the show all the time. My favorite game reviewer is Skillup. I will always check out his reviews before I pick something up. He's a huge Final Fantasy guy. He did not like this game, and. He did not like this game for the same reasons that I don't find myself liking it as an action game where I don't feel like the systems are deep enough to really pull me in for that much um, to, for, for that much immersion. Uh, I feel like the combat is, uh, I, like I said, I like the combat system, but it is very simplistic. It's not very deep. I feel like the attributes, the gear, the swords, all of that is so surface level. There's like, no, it's, I'll put it like this. It's not like an Elden Ring type of when that's what you'd come from to expect 
from a studio like Square Enix that makes Final Fantasy games. You know what I mean? Right. Um, the other thing is that this game, I I don't know what the sales are yet. We'll know in a few days. But the thing about it is that like it's not like it got it, it, everybody loves it. You know, it, they're talking about game of the year, and then there's a bunch of people on Xbox who are not happy about it, and then there's people <laughs> who are legitimately like, hey, listen, I don't think this is a ten out of ten. It's solid, but it's not a ten out of ten. Which happened with um Deathloop too. But my yeah. point, but my point about that is just that um there is a discourse surrounding this game. It, it's not exactly like everybody's singing its praises like we normally see from some big releases. The highs are high, but the lows are low. So like there are some parts of this game where I'm like, dude, come on, I'm fucking bored out of my mind. <laughs> And then there's this part where I'm fighting this dragon lady with my dog on top of a castle and the action sequences and the combos and like the, the, the it's amazing. It's fucking wonderful. And it's fast paced. The combat. Oh right? like, dude, super fast paced. There's one yeah. section where you go from fighting with a sword against some dragon lady bitch to fighting her mutated form which is a big scary monster and then you become a big scary like Godzilla like monster and fight her after you a fight kaiju. her you're going on such a rampage your homie shows up and turns into a giant wizard that floats and then you guys <laughs> fight each other and like this whole time I'm like where was this game for the first six hours and then <laughs> after that it goes back yeah. to I like berries, Clive. You know what I mean? Like, it goes back to that weird the shit. The classic, like, real shitty Final Fantasy. Yeah, like, dude. Like, I, like did you read the fucking manga? Like, that type of vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, I, like I said before, I feel like the gear tree, the, the gear system and the ability trees are really kind of, like, bare. It's just, it's the bare minimum to get you by in an action game. Um, the worlds and levels, all, the world... It's super linear. And when I mean linear, I mean this motherfucker is a corridor sometimes. Like, <laughs> like they rented just, out a hall. Exactly. They rented a hall. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they just rented out a hallway, you know? Um, and I know that's a lot of, there's a lot of criticism thrown at like God of War for that. It's like, oh, it's just a bunch of linear pathways. And then you go to a combat arena. And oh, it's, a, it's like, yeah, but like, the story is told in those moments by the interactions between characters where I mean the story stops being told in gameplay here. All of the story is in the cutscenes. It's like you get to a place and it's very dated. Like you get to a place, the screen fades and then it plays a cutscene and the cutscenes fucking kill me because they're locked at 30 FPS and <laughs> everything else is an uncapped frame rate. So it drives. So that means oh, that they're, so they're pre-rendered. So they're pre-rendered, bro. They're not in-engine. It just feels like such a, like, even though I like the combat system, and it's a beautiful-looking game, although performance is kind of all over the place, you know? Depending on the environment and how many enemies on the screen, the fucking frame rates will tank sometimes. <laughs> and, like, here's the thing. Is that, like, all of that would be okay if the game was much more ambitious in scope, and it just isn't... You know what I mean? I found like, oh, I feel like I, I found myself saying, I think Assassin's Creed does a game like this better. You know, I think it's like Final Fantasy's first attempt making that game, that team. So like, yeah, this is good as it is, but it's not sustainable for today's market. You know what I mean? That's how I put it. it and that's what I that's what I've seen. Like a lot of like a lot of the consistent reviews of people 
are really much in alignment with that is kind of like it's a breach and they didn't like fully get it a lot of the they time. They didn't 100% I, I just, stick the landing, but they did a couple solid flips. You know what I mean? But they like, did decent. And yeah. I saw like a bunch of people were talking about how it's like this one is significantly more like gory and blood and guts and everything. To, and trying to be like, look, we're a mature game now. Like it's not just about a bunch of people with crazy, you know, Japanese manga hair and shit. Like, but it's also still a Final Fantasy game. Yeah. I mean, it's good. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> do, you no. think do you think you're going to finish it? Like, yeah, it, I'm definitely like going to finish it. It's a, it's like, I, th I believe like it's a 44 hour campaign. I think is what that's what I see on how long to beat right, right now. Either way, listen, I'm going to finish it because I'm already like somewhere in between 10 to 15 hours in. So I'm already, I'm already like quarter way done with it. So I might as well just finish it. And mm -hmm. I'm skipping all of the cutscenes, skipping all of them. So I'll be done oh, so even it's, before It's a 20 that. hour campaign. Yeah, yeah, it's a 20 hour <laughs> campaign for me, you know? So I'm just getting just a quick. I'm just trying out. to get through it because I think the combat and the gameplay are fun. I think everything outside of that is kind of mid. And the reason why I think it's mid is because this is their first time trying to make a game like that. You know, it's very much like Devil May Cry meets um, God of War, kind of. Yeah. But in a, okay. a much more amateurish way, so. Hey, you take the swings, and if you hit them, you hit them. Yeah, I ranked it a 7 out of 10. I just wish it was a better package, but it's okay as it is. You know, I don't hate it, but I don't love it. You know, sometimes you know, sometimes you swing and you miss. You win some, you lose some. It's a respectable golf clap. Yeah, right? Like it was a, a, very, a very 7 out of 10 clap. <laughs> Shut up, bitch! All right. Anyway, <laughs> you can you can just tell that Pat was like, okay, and yeah. And, yeah. Oh, oh, where was that again? Well, the worst part was is that it put it into favorites first, so I had to move it. Anyway, uh, so this week, uh, everyone, the main topic on the podcast is The Abyss by James Cameron, uh, which is a film that uh pioneered the special effects that were eventually used in T two. Uh, yeah, oh, so I guess we'll start with, uh, the number one topic on everyone's mind. Yeah, Ed Harris almost died on this movie, so let's start with you, Nick. How'd that make you feel when you heard Ed Harris almost died making the uh, it, <laughs> I was gonna make an Ocean Gate joke, but, <laughs> uh, Ed Harris, uh, that would've, that would've been pretty bad, because then he would never would've done Westworld, so I'm glad he survived. Listen, I could, I could've picked that response, like, I, I, well, I could've <laughs> held up the board, and it would've been word for word with that for me, Nick. Like, if, if Ocean Gate was anything like Ed Harris in the Abyss, okay, they would've crushed it. Oh, wait, my bad. <laughs> oh, Anyway, bad. speaking of crushing it, uh, the Nintendo Direct was this week, and I think they showed us some solid stuff. Wait, I wanted to hear what Mike had to say about the abyss. Oh, oh, my favorite thing is that James Cameron is basically like, "This is a skill issue that they exploded." Uh, <laughs> yeah, the abyss was good. Your fucking your your submersible was uh, called the Titan. Mine was called the Deep Sea Challenger, bitch. Like that's really the Deep Sea Chad. <laughs> so, um, all right, so uh, Nintendo Direct. One more for the right. One more for everybody at home is just. We'll never know the depths that Nintendo went to to put this presentation together. <laughs> <laughs> so that one's free. You guys keep that one. Like anyway, that one. so yeah, put that in your pocket. I uh, I marked some stuff down that I'm excited for. Mike, I'm sure you did too. 
think I'm yeah, sure you're looking it up right the, now. Uh, this is the June 21st one, the one that <laughs> yeah, came out. Yeah, this is days one. That, all right, so I'll just go ahead and I'll start. Um, Super Mario RPG remake was announced. I'm so Let's fucking go. excited. So this release date is November 17th, 2023, which is right before Thanksgiving, which is awesome because that means I could play it that whole fucking weekend. Um, is it, Pinocchio in this game? <laughs> <laughs> Nick, Why, Nick? Pinocchio's who's not the, in every game. Nick's got a new... Who's this, little, who's this little wooden guy next to Mario? Maybe you gotta play the game and figure it out. So, that little marshmallow dude. So, um, the original release date for this was on the SNES March 9th, 1996. This adventure, which stars Super Mario, Bowser, Princess Peach, Malo, Gino, and more, Gino. sees our heroes... It's Gino. Sees our heroes <laughs> attempting to take down the Smitty gang while collecting seven stars to repair the Star Road. Okay. Did you you played the original, right, Pat? Yes, I did. I was not good at it. Uh, it's however, a hard fucking game. I did have it in my SNES collection as a young boy that I unfortunately traded away to get an N64, but... Um, they took it from you. They did, they did. But they I, took everything from me. <laughs> But yeah, I'm By happy this is getting. In I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's listening, I'd like that back. By the way, anyway, um, uh, I'm looking forward to this. I I uh, I feel like this is a game that uh that needs a good remake. Uh, I feel like it it would it would uh it would bring a new side to Mario and show everyone an absolute classic that's. Not really talked about too much. It wasn't only I've, until the I've last couple of years of that one. it really came out. Yeah, it's a it's a it's like a Final Fantasy game, but for Mario. You know, it's a it's a it's a proper turn based combat game. This one was really hard because you had to do this. Introduced like a lot of I don't know if it was the first time to do it, but it introduced a lot of like timing for hitting things. Like it's like a really early predecessor to how some of the Paper Mario games came out, where if you had a perfect jump. If you press A right at a certain time, you can block a attack, things like that. How is it turn-based, but also timing? Isn't because it's like they hold the hammer back, and then you hit yeah, A, like, and then up, you hit up, the hammer up. really hard. And if you if you hit it on the third tick or the third frame, then you'll get a perfect attack. Um, it's turn-based, as in there's like you select a thing, and then there's an animation, and you can react to that animation. Yeah. Um, I really think that this is one of the only benefits we're getting out of every single <laughs> remake. <laughs> every single like, remake culture that we have in film. True. Is that Nintendo is literally just like, okay, we're going to remaster a bunch of old like Game Boy Advance or SNES games. Because like we got Link's Awakening not to, that was last year, I think, or the year before. And like, which that's a like a very lauded game. Like, Classic so game. Love Classic Zelda game interesting because it's really not like a lot of people do like super mario rpg but it's a real cult kind of classic it is it is and like that's the thing is that i feel like this is this is a game you should remake is because it was great and i don't think it got the due that it deserved back then where now it can i believe you know i yeah and i think with i mean the new fun character designs are cool we get like a little short fat stumpy mario which mm -hmm. is kind of how he looked in the other one just because it was like a weird top down type um Kind perspective like yeah the game perspective is this the chris pratt mario or charles <laughs> martin we, we don't know we don't, we don't know. know nick what if we'll it's what if there's know. a bunch of needle drops instead of 
The classic Mario <laughs> tunes. We're gonna get no sleep till Brooklyn yeah. while we fight Gino. Like. <laughs> so uh, next on the list, I had um, Brick. I don't know if you want to go. Actually, I don't know if you wrote anything down. Did you write anything? I mean, down? mine's another mine's another Mario one, so you can go. Okay, I have a WarioWare Move It, which I'm surprised to see this one. Really? Are you? I've had all of them. I've had them on DS. I've had them on Wii. I've had. I'm them... not talking shit. I'm just surprised to see that they're like, we need to reinvest in this franchise because this is, this is one of. It's such a unique and different style of video games that you just don't see anymore. Yes. They are fully diving deep into, or like, why you've seen so many WarioWare type games across the console life of Nintendo is because what they do in its pure simplest form is utilize Nintendo's hardware. Yeah. Like the 3DS had like a bunch of things like that. You had to blow into it. You had to like, you know, yell, did yell Wario, it. Why did Wario become the ambassador of of like Nintendo hardware? Because what else were they going to do with him? I, yeah. I, he didn't need to lead a franchise. Well, yeah. he does what now. What about Luigi? Why didn't Luigi get his? Because Luigi's got Luigi. He's mansions. stuck in a mansion. Yeah. Which comes up later on here too, so... Uh, but anyway, this game comes out November 6th, 2023. Synopsis, everybody. So this will get players up on their feet to compete over 200 wild and hilarious minigames. Up to four players can play at once, and this game seems to be all but holding a set of Joy-Con and just being as ridiculous as possible by performing actions like... <laughs> I like how they start with shaking. Like, ridiculous actions <laughs> like shaking striking certain poses dancing and more why would they striking start with just partner? shaking though <laughs> yeah I committing to uh, avoiding domestic violence charges <laughs> i swear i was just playing warrior wear movement i didn't mean to hit them show me your hand <laughs> i can if i don't if i don't stop shaking it i'll lose <laughs> Five dead in WarioWare shooting. <laughs> in WarioWare shakeup. You just see the body no. cam footage, and it's just some guy with his Switch controller, and he's like, I can't stop dancing. <laughs> bow, like, bow, turn bow. the body cam off. Turn the body cam off. We <laughs> fucked up. Oh, God. It's not a gun in his hands. It's a Joy-Con. <laughs> it's the Duck Hunt gun. <laughs> it's the we the, the Wii Zapper. <laughs> I saw back to Ocean Gate. There was a tweet that was like they handed out Wii Zappers when they realized that they were going to die in Ocean Gate. <laughs> they were like, here's our cyanide pill, guys. Zoop. All right. Well, listen, I like this game. Uh, I'm not sure if it'll be a day one for me, but I will pick this up eventually. I like these games. Yeah. They're fun for, uh, for a game night, for a party night with the boys, you know? They are. They're good for some drinking and some making sure you have the wrist straps on. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I'm excited for Sonic Superstars. Okay, I'm glad you brought this up. I didn't. I left this off my list, but go ahead. Tell us about it. So it's another, I mean, again, like, it, we're getting another 2D side-scroller. And I think this is by the people that had made the, um... I can't remember. Remember they read like they, they made like a whole new old style Sega Sonic game not too long ago that got yeah. like yeah, they got yelled at. Um, Is it the Pat? That's the one you played, right? What? The new Sega game, a uh, new uh, Sonic game. Sonic Frontiers. 
some shit like no, that? No, that that was that was one. It was Sonic. Um, was it Sonic Origins? Is that the one I'm thinking of? Um, but I can't remember. I think it was the same developers who made this made another one not too long ago. But it's cool. It looks like it's like another. It looks like the style again of like how they're going with Super Mario RPG, how they're doing with Zelda's Awakening, where it's kind of 3D but in a 2D setting, and it's kind of all flipped the camera. But like, dude, I mean, I love classic games, and if you're just gonna give me a classic game that has better like actual motion control, because I mean, yeah. if we're talking about like old um, Sega or like NES titles where it was like all I can think of in those games is Castlevania. Where it's like if you press one direction and you jump, you're going until you hit the floor. You can't do anything midair. Like if you're giving me actual just like more functionality and flexibility in my ability to move, yeah. like I'll take it. And in crisper design. Yeah, it's a cool design. What they're trying to do is they're not trying to remake the old thing. It's not like some pixely type of design. It's actually like, okay, we're going to take an art direction. We're going to stick with it. It might not be great. It might be cool. Like, I mean, the, I didn't like the one too much for Link's Awakening. It was a little too, like, I felt it was kind of like childish and like very bubbly. Um, I they this, I'm, to it. I'm watching the the Superstars trailer now, and it's very true to the original. It just looks, you know, like they have more pixels. <laughs> right, which is like what it is, and it's like it's going to be a really fun game because people still play those games, people still run those games, and people still love those games because they're great. There was that like fall, it seems? I think so. I think it's is it August when it said it's coming out or it said this uh, fall. Is August the fall? I'm not trying fall. to be a peener, but no, no, no I think September no. is fall. Yeah. I, I don't think actually it got a proper thing, but yeah, I don't think it got late a... late 2023 is what it says so far. But I'm really excited for that. It's gonna be good. Yeah, what I'm you looking got, forward Pat? to that too. All right, all right, I got or, another one. Or for Nick you, and right? anything hitting your uh um I mean, the, I'm looking at a list, and the only one that's really jumping out at me other than w what we've talked about is Detective Pikachu. Really? <laughs> okay. I, I never played the original, but uh, I'm interested. Is this the first? Did they have an original game? I know there was the movie. No, they it, had come, it was not. I don't think it was an American release. No, it was. It was. It was. Was it? It was just okay. on DS. Okay. Oh, that's right. Well, I don't know. Like at the time, I don't know anybody who played it. I never heard anybody say anything about this game until the movie came out. We need Danny DeVito to voice it. Yes. It's I mean, the they had we... some weird gruff guy in the original one. He sounded like Danny DeVito. So Ryan Reynolds. No, no, no. That was the movie. <laughs> I'm talking about the first game. Because this is Detective Pikachu too. Nick, did it say what platforms it's coming to? Let's see. I mean, or, Nintendo doesn't do handhelds anymore. It's all the Switch, so it's got to be the Switch. I, mean, it's, I think it's just the Switch. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. think all of these are basically just the Switch. And yeah, this yeah. is October 6th. Fun. Damn, we got a lot of games coming out. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, I just stopped at a point in the trailer. I wish I could show you guys, but it's Pikachu humping a Growlithe. Oh, Why, yeah. Okay. Why would they put that in the launch trailer? I don't, I, I don't know, but... I'm not even making announcement this up. This is a real thing that's happening. Okay, well, Nick, um, I guess you'll have to tell us how Detective Pikachu Homebred Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> even Pokemon feel a little frisky sometimes. <laughs> so anyway, um, Pikmin 4 had a gameplay reveal. Uh, so this including... Uh, Dan, uh, Dan Dory battle mini game. Dan DeVito. Uh, <laughs> it included news about the dog Ochi 
and how many items you can carry, smash obstacles, and become a flotation device for your Pikmin. Uh, Which is it is good, also they drown. <laughs> it was also revealed you'll be able to set off on night expeditions for the first time in the series, and you may even run into some Pikmin who glow. If you if you are uh, if you are still on the fence with Pikmin Four, Nintendo has also confirmed a demo for the game will release on June twenty eighth. And it's getting the July twenty first launch, so this is coming up quick. Yeah, and then also HD versions of Pikmin One and Two were dropped on the Nintendo eShop too, so you can download them as well and play them on your oh, Switch nice. now in full HD. There's also um, some physical editions coming in the fall too for those games, so if you want to pick those That's up exciting. as well, yeah. So for the collectors out there, but uh, I'd like to get Pikmin Four. I I didn't play Pikmin. Well, wait a minute, I did play Pikmin Three because they ported it to Switch as well. So I played mm -hmm. Pikmin Three. I didn't play it on the Wii U. I remember it was on Wii U. I wasn't fucking getting a Wii U, but um, yeah. but yeah, I played it on um Switch and it was good. I played Pikmin One when it came out multiple times and Pikmin Two obviously. So I'm excited for Pikmin Four. That's mm -hmm. gonna be a good time. Uh. Sorry, can we take two quick seconds? I'm I'm gonna like piss myself. Oh yeah, yeah go right ahead. So right, hold on. Nick and I will eat up some airtime. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Ocean Gate jokes. This is our uh, segment, little little segment called Ocean Gate jokes. Okay, okay. Pat, what do you got for us? Okay, all right, I got one for you. Um, what has no air and is at the bottom of the ocean? The Titanic. Close. The Titan submersible. <laughs> yeah, you really got me. You really got me I there. You thought Pat. that was the last thing I was gonna say, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I just can't get over all the video, the videos of the CEO and the captain of the Titan just being like, "Oh, this industry just wants to box out the little guys like me, multi-millionaire, Stockton Rush." Uh, I, I'm not going to follow regulations because I'm an innovator. And then everybody told them, you you are going to sentence people to death. Well, one thing... And, and they were right. One thing I find absolutely fascinating, which was this concept that I wasn't familiar with, because, you know, I'm not a fucking engineer, is this concept of operational lifetime. And... um. It's that's that's what they were doomed from the start because that was something they never considered, which was like this might be able to go down once. How many times can you make that trip before you got to replace the sub? You know what I mean? There's a yeah. bunch of subs that are like that. Uh, the other thing before, you know, there are some subs that are built for one submersion and then go straight to a museum. You know what I mean? Because they can't do that shit again. Indiana you know, Jones subs. <laughs> And um, so the the one thing that I don't think you guys know is that you guys know that somebody released the 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 audio from the implosion, right? Oh, the, the, that the Navy captured. That the Navy captured, and there's two pops. The first one they think comes from the hole buckling, and like, cause like they said that they had released ballast to ascend, and that they and that. When the transmission got cut off, like power was lost as well, because they think that they that first crunch was the hole like cracking, and then they released ballast to try and get up, but it was already too late, and then the thing fucking imploded, and that's the big one that you hear. So you hear a, oh, a pop first, 
and then probably a couple seconds later you hear that you know what i mean so like for probably 0.2 seconds they knew they were gonna die maybe not even that maybe like they just they they knew something was wrong but not like oh we're about to die i really hope i like i really hope there wasn't even a moment for them to even think what was going on and especially because that one kid that was on board yeah i really feel for him did you hear the story that it's like um alexis told me about this he had expressed fears about going on board yeah but and because it was father's day he went on board to appease his father yeah it's that's fucked up. fucking sad and then the other thing was that so the the footage i mean the debris that they had recovered was right underneath where they dropped where they had where they were their position was in the water was number one and number two it was about 1600 yards from the bow of the titanic so they were right where they, so it was one of those things where it took four days to get another vehicle that can get down that far to try and find them. Yeah. And to confirm everyone's suspicions. Yeah. But when they got down there, what they found was the back fin of it, the landing like trust, and then like some more scattered debris and like the view, like the titanium viewports, you know, mm-hmm. cause there weren't carbon fiber. They weren't going to get destroyed. But the thing is, is that that's why they think, not only did they find out they released ballast to like go up right before they imploded, so they knew there was an emergency, but uh, they confirmed this because the feet of, that they released from the bottom of the sub landed perfectly. So oh, yeah? it was a controlled release of those feet. So they knew they were fucked at some point. They knew there was a problem. Like, I don't I, like panic definitely set in at some point you know what i mean like that's what i'm saying like it's i'm glad it was like over quick but it was definitely more grim than you realize you know what i mean unfortunately so uh with that said speaking of grim games luigi's mansion dark moon (laughs) nice there's a remaster it's originally on the 3ds it came out originally march 20th 2013 and this will be arriving in 2024. There's no synopsis. It's literally just a remaster and a upscale of this mm-hmm. game onto the Switch, which I would take another Luigi's Mansion game. That's a franchise they haven't milked into the ground yet. So, you know, why not? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And you I know? feel like that's a franchise, too, that like... It stands I the test of time. Yeah. On it, no, honestly, like I would appreciate it more now playing it than I did back when I was younger. Oh, yeah. You know, there was a mode actually in, um, in the old... Re- luigi's mansion where you can use both sticks at the same time to move luigi around like an x and y type of access thing which was super revolutionary for a game at the time but then there's all you can also a mode where you can move luigi like move him and turn him at the same time using just the left Hmm. stick i i've i played the original one a couple years ago on my game on gamecube and um yeah it was just a great game and i was always upset that the sequel went to 3ds because i guess there were they weren't putting that shit on Wii U because, you know, no, <laughs> no one was going to buy it. And uh, the Switch, thankfully, got the third one, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but uh, I would yeah. like to see, it'd be uh, like I, I watched Guy play a little bit of Luigi's Mansion back in the I never played it as a kid. I've only seen him play it. And it seemed to me like pretty thin on the premise. And it was more about like the uh, ambiance of the game. It'd be interesting to see them kind of flesh it out a little bit and give it more story. And um, yeah, I, I like it'd be cool to do that and have this actually be a series. Imagine if we just had a bunch of like 
Luigi ghost hunting games. We do. Well, now, well, now we'll have three. <laughs> yeah, that's so, true. <laughs> um, uh, so then this actually caught me off guard and I think it surprised a lot of people. The Batman Arkham trilogy is going to the switch to to this, this fall. So <laughs> all three games with all of their DLC is coming to the switch this fall. Um, it's oh, wow. a great deal for anyone who hasn't played the games yet. Uh, I can't. I don't know how the Switch is gonna run Arkham Knight. I was gonna say it's it's not a great deal if it's basically gonna be like a PlayStation One quality. It's, well, I don't think it'll be that, but I it's think it'll be, be really bad though. Too. It's not gonna be great. It's not. I will. I will say that it will not be great. But what it, what is nice is that these this tells you all you need to know. The Arkham games stand the test of time. The last one of these games came out eight fucking years ago. And it and the first one came out in 2009. Like they really are. They they really did set the by the set the bar high. The, a standard that no one but Spider-Man has been able a bar that's only Spider-Man was able to clear. Um, and it's just one of those things where if it's there's a new player or younger players who only have a switch or just it's a new way for these games to be introduced to a new audience, specifically a younger audience with all of their DLC intact. You know, they get the full complete package and that's that's exciting. At least I think so. No, I think I think it's <laughs> sorry cool. to bum everyone out. <laughs> no, just... I I just don't know if I'd want to play those games on that console. I don't disagree, but there are that's people exactly who can only play say. those games on this console, and I think that's yeah. what they're going for here. It def it definitely opens it up to more people. These games have been around, you know, like you said, the last one nearly a decade ago. So they're pretty accessible, I'd say, on a lot of different kind of things. I think it's a little shitty that it's like, okay, well, it's probably going to like look bad. But like to your point, like, yeah, these games are constantly still talked about, referenced as a goal standard for. I still go back and play them every few years. A lot of things like they set. Yeah, they set the ground for like constantly any kind of basically game post that for mm -hmm. like different types of combat. They made it so you can't just like brute force your way through things like. It's a fun they're fun games and it's cool that they're it's cool they're getting a re-release yeah and on here remember arkham city is not just one of the is not the greatest licensed video game title of all time arkham city is often discussed as one of the greatest video games ever made so remember You're that right, yeah. and all of its dlc is inside this package as well you know what i mean you're getting you're getting undoubtedly the greatest batman game of all time whether you like one two or three the most you're getting undoubtedly the greatest superhero games of I mean I there's some contention with Spider-Man but I feel like Spider-Man borrows a lot more from Arkham where Arkham really innovated to that. So you're exactly. getting one of the best super game superhero games of all time. You're um and up for debate depending on where you want to put it on the list, you're getting one of the greatest games ever made in this package as well and all its DLC. So mm -hmm. like I said, new players are going to love it. I just I can't wait to see how Arkham Knight runs. <laughs> I just I'm, I'm waiting for that first. So it's interesting. All right. And then I got one last one, Mike. I'm sure you know what it is unless Real anybody quick. else has any of them. Before you move on, I just want to say I didn't realize that they had done more Luigi's Mansion games. Um, <laughs> so I just looked up Luigi's Mansion 3 and 
the website for Luigi's Mansion 3 is awesome. The design is great. <laughs> uh, all, like, there's, like, a ton of motion. The nav bar has, like, it, like, when you move the mouse over it, it, like, wiggles and wobbles. In the, it's really cool. That is cool. I, That's are, it. are you going to get just... Luigi's Mansion 3 now, Nick? Is this going to... Will this be um, the game that Nick gets a Switch for? Actually, we were just hanging out with, uh, like, John and some other people. And uh, they're a Switch household. And Alexis was like, oh, maybe I'll get a Switch for, you know, like, for whatever game they were talking about. So if she gets one, obviously I'll be using it too. So I might, you know, who knows? Who knows what the future holds? Get hey the man, OLED. It's, it's going to be, yeah, I was going to say get the OLED. Get the and, OLED. We're not, we're not getting a new Nintendo system for. For a while. For about five to eight years. Honestly, three to five years at least. Yeah, three to five at least. All right. So I have one last one, unless Burke, you got one. It's a me. That's the one I got. Yeah. Is this Super Mario's? What? Is this, is this the one where he's, he's an elephant? Yes, it is. Yes, Super, it Mario is. Bros, <laughs> Super Mario Bros. Wonder. We want a new Metroid. Is... <laughs> <laughs> Go Which ahead, Mike. Cool, it's a cool looking game. Like, I. I this is. We <sighs> haven't got a 2D side scrolling Mario. Um, I saw a meme that was like. It talked about like the last four presidents and it talked about like the 2D Mario side scrollers that were released during their time. And they were like, we received zero 2D Marios during Trump's presidency. <laughs> but it's a cool 2D Mario. It changes on the art style a little bit. It makes it a little more um, to me. It reminds me of like Yoshi's Island and kind of like it's a lot trippier. It's about wonder and you get these wonder seeds where you basically change the whole environment and it kind of is like really just leaning into the fact of like hey we all used to joke about mario eating mushrooms and seeing all these things this is like actually what would happen if mario ate mushrooms yeah and saw all these so things. i do have an official synopsis really? here it's 2d mario game is the wander flowers as they make wild and unexpected things happen in the world like causing pipes to come to life furthermore it will let players choose whether to play as mario luigi toad princess peach princess daisy and yoshi and I believe there's a Princess Peach game coming out, too, if I'm not mistaken, on the heels of this, right, Mike? I think so. Yeah. That's what I saw. Yeah. Um, on, I saw it on Twitter. Yeah. Um, October 20th, uh, 2023, this is set to release. Oh. So. But these, these uh, are cool, man. I mean, like, they're crawling like a worm. It sure is. I feel like, I feel like Mike, this is your type of Mario game. This is this is cooler because I mean I do like the 2D Mario games, don't get me wrong. Um they are often very like young audience facing. Like they're not super difficult a lot of the time and they're not like they're pretty straightforward. Um this one looks like it's going to kind of change some stuff around and at least have a little bit more fun with it to make it more interesting to play. I don't imagine it's going to be difficult, you know, they never are again yeah. they're meant for generally a, a younger audience. Um but like it looks cool and it looks fun. Like I'm definitely gonna play it. They always for these games make a lot of content with it too. It's never like one or two worlds. Like it's a fat game. Yeah. Um, and then plus we get to be Elephant Mario in it, which is kind of fun. I would I would agree that it is kind of fun. Like I mean that's real. Is like I don't have much more to say about Elephant Mario than it's like yeah that's kind of fun. Yeah, I'm uh, looking for. I'll, I'll I definitely pick this up. This looks like a good time. Um, yeah, it looks trippy as fuck. Well, yeah, I mean that's all I have to say about the Nintendo Direct is that it, it this was a good one. I think there's a lot of stuff in here that that we're all looking forward to. 
Yeah, I um, think the only I don't think there was anything too much else coming around. So, uh, in lieu of the clip of the week song, I'm just gonna play. Uh, uh, the you gotta hold it back from the mic a little bit. Hold on, I'll find him. Just Patrick singing the blues. No, hold on. <laughs> no. Gospel Patrick. I don't I don't I don't like that at all. You know what's wild is that like it sounds like Michael yeah. McDonald. It sounds it sounds like the voice actor, but you're like shit, hold on, he can sing like that? Like it's a good impression. Alright. Well I it's, know a, it's, AI, it's yeah. Alright, we ready? Let's yeah. do this. So for the listeners out there, there's no audio on this clip. It's a bunch of gentlemen standing by the side of the road having a, a, a very a classic tire. A sporting, a, yeah, yeah, standing by a pilot pile of tires. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? Oh no! I don't like this. It's too long for something bad to happen. Oh! oh! <laughs> the misdirect. Oh, Nick, that he, was a good one. Like a you thought they of, were gonna get hit by a car. I thought something was gonna explode, hole. or they were gonna get electrocuted, and they would all disappear, or like you know, turn into a section of I ninety five in Philadelphia. Yeah, you turn know? into a stain on the pavement. Ooh. It didn't look like they fell too far, though. You know. No, but then a motorcycle landed on them. You know, it didn't look too bad. Oh my god, that's awful. My god. It caused my Discord to scream. <laughs> uh, Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna play it that. once I was... more so I so I make sure I get it all in uh, on the footage. But yeah, uh, the, the... I was expecting somebody like I was right here. I thought those two motorcycles were gonna crash in the back, or I was expecting like honestly with a Nick clip like this to get hit by like I a was drone expecting attack. all of them to be beheaded. You know? Yeah. I mean, the motorcycle I mean, falling on them is the worst part of this. They'll, they'll you know, they'll get out. You know, <laughs> they'll get out, but that's not that is not gonna feel good. They're not yeah, gonna no, be it definitely still hurt. It. They're gonna have some bruises, that's for sure. You know, <laughs> there's no way. I like it. It's like, what what even is? You can see that the cement is separate from the rest of whatever you know this landing that they're that they're standing on. Was somebody like running pipes or cables down there? Because it's like a cavern down there. <laughs> That's a good question. It, it might, might have be been like just a basement. hole that they covered up with a rock. Like a, a, it a looks like a crawl space. It's not not a crawl space. <laughs> I like this one, Nick. I this do like how they all glad. how they all like they get perfectly right in it. You know yeah, they've had they, they had up. to feel it. You know, look at the guy on the left. He makes one, he makes one step backward that that causes the whole thing to crumble. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Wait, for the, wait for it. <laughs> you think it's his fault? <laughs> I mean, it was all their fault, but it's the failing uh, infrastructure of wherever we are. They definitely deserved it. That's for sure. That's one thing I could say with absolute certainty is that they deserved it. Is that it is deserved. Oh, man, I'm exhausted, you guys. I, 
after uh <laughs> I went too hard at Avenged Sevenfold on Friday. I got way too fucked up and it was hung over on Saturday. That's a good weekend. Yeah. Oh no. And I then think, I went I think it's I think that's signs we got we gotta end this before we start going too hard with these sound effects. Yeah. I do love them. They are they are very nice, you know. Suck my oh. dick. So with that said, <laughs> alright, um thanks so much everybody. We will see you next week for our review of Indiana Jones and uh the most patriotic podcast ever because that episode drops on July fourth. So where are you red, white, and blues, boys? Uh, okay. <laughs> we will see you next week. All right. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Later.